Welcome to Real Talks, The Realtor Life. This is where we talk to real agents about their story and their journey in real estate. We'll discuss their beginnings, their struggles, and their ultimate successes. We peel back the layers and deliver a behind-the-scenes conversation that you, the listener, can find inspiration. My name is Nick Niaxi, and my intention is to share the authentic realtor life. Hey everybody, this is Nick Niaxu with Real Talks. We're in episode 14 and I'm here with top producing agent in Victoria, British Columbia, Eli Mavrikos. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Nick. Thanks for having me. So Eli, I know a little bit about your business, but not a, like a whole lot about yeah. your business, right? Yeah. Um, you know, you've been in the business for how many years now? About 11. I think I'm just coming on my 12th year. I think this year will start, like the end of this year starts my 12th year. Okay, fantastic. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, what type of uh, market do you focus on? I do... Fine. I think the majority of my market is, it's like semi-luxury. It's like probably about between one to low two millions, kind of like one million to two million range. Okay. And your target amount of deals per year ranges from? I would like to be minimum 80 to 100 plus. That's okay. Kind of, that's kind of the goal. That's a lot that's of deals with is. that average price. And, and how many people on your team? Well, it's, it's kind of funny that like we don't have a team in this normal sense of the word. Like it's it's the collective we it's, it's the, our branding right it's what it is it's it's me my wife she got her license about six years ago because it was always me by myself for a while right she's a chartered accountant by trade though like smartest lady i know so she got her just to help supplement me back in the day but about like five years ago i've got my my sister who's my full-time licensed assistant so yeah. she's realtor building an umbrella building her business underneath my umbrella and then my cousin so there's four technically Okay. But we're not really a, a team as my cousin. She's with the new rules, of course. Yeah. Works underneath the umbrella, but not one of us. Kind not of one of you guys. Yeah. Okay. But so there's a little bit of separation. Yeah. yeah. Good. So you're on broker, like almost like your own brokerage. Pretty much. And that's yeah. kind of the way I've tried to build it, which is nice. That's good. And it yeah. works out really well with this climate, right? Yeah. It's amazing. That's great. So, you know, you're, you said you, this is your 12th year in business. You'll be starting. Yeah. yeah. And you sold a lot of real estate. I mean, and it's just one of those things where you just, you know, you, you sort of wake up and you're like, holy. I've sold a lot of real yeah, estate over the yeah. career, but not really with that mindset. Yeah. Just work hard and exactly. And, you don't really even think about also right. like, oh my god, what, what, what have I done? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. When you actually think of it, look at the numbers. You're like, oh man, it's actually so. So, uh, so why'd you become a realtor? What made you get into this business? Honestly, I think I'm, I have a different story than most. Like Perfect. most of the other agents on here. So I was I was 24, and I just got on the fire department. Like I was just, and I was. A type personality. My wife was working full time. We had no kids at the time, and I just—I felt like I was just so much time off. I was just bored. I was literally bored out of my mind. I wasn't—I didn't really know what to do. My wife said, "Well, why don't you?" And she's like, "Well, why don't you get into start doing something, do something different? Why don't you get into real estate?" I was like, "No, no, not a chance. Like real estate, I don't know anything about it. I don't—you know—you—you've got the stigma with realtors that people don't really know about." I was like, "That's right. Not, I'm not the salesman guy. That's not what I do." I was like, "I'm going to go into personal training." Because I had a football background, and I was training some some people I know as kids, trying to get them in powerlifting. And I was like, I'm going to do that. Like that's more what I know. Okay. And but I thought about it for a bit, and you know, I so I just kind of I was like, okay, let's do. It. She pushed me a bit, so I just kind of stumbled into it. To be honest with you, it was more of just like out of the blue. Never had a dream of it, nothing like that. So you 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 went and just got your license because you're almost 
pressured into it? No, or? I was just, I was honestly, I was, yeah, kind of pressured to do something with myself and keep, because I, I was, I get super bored. I can't set a hoop for more than like a day or two without right. like I got to do something. So it's yeah. more, I felt like I was not empty. I just, I needed more in my life. I needed something. Right. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. And then, so there you go. So you, so you started real estate, then what'd you do? Because if you didn't, you didn't really have that motivation and drive to be like the top realtor in the world. No. No, nope. and that was the thing. And honest to God, like, the first year, it's crazy. It was, it was terrible, but I fought it. I fought it so hard, like mentally. Like it was a thing inside of me that I just, I didn't want it. It was weird to say, like I wasn't all in. I was not all in at all. I just, I did a couple deals with some family members, you know, like. Right. But it was just one of those where I was just, I, I wasn't there. It took me about a year and a half to get there. Were you kind of self-sabotaging the whole process? 100%. That's yeah. a perfect way to say it. I was self-sabotaging. I didn't, you know what? I got my license within three months. And then I was like, oh, my honeymoon's coming up. And then, oh, I, like I picked a brokerage. And then about four months later, I was like, okay, maybe I should actually like go start doing something. By that point, I was like, oh, four months in and I haven't done a thing, right? So right. Kind of, like you said, I just, I, I just, I don't know why. It was, it was a weird thing. So you had, you're stubborn. Very, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're, you're stubborn <laughs> yeah. and... It's probably why you're successful. <laughs> yeah, you totally they reversed it around into like <laughs> other being like self sabotaging. You're yeah. like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be stubborn and actually make this thing work. Yeah, right? exactly, exactly. So, so you started off working under somebody or working for somebody yeah. or just what'd you do? Honestly, I worked by myself. I didn't, I didn't know who to talk to. I didn't know what to do. You know, you get your managing broker, you can bounce things off of. But I didn't know. Like, I knew a couple agents, but I didn't have anybody. I didn't like. I didn't talk. I didn't hang out with anybody. I just, I'm very big on education. So I would, once I started slowly getting into it, mm-hmm. I just started learning, just educating myself. So when I had some time, I would read, I would look at the contract that we had from when we bought our house, right? Like right. I would just study things like how do agents do this? What do you do? Right. And I would just do the little courses that the brokerage would put out, you know, that kind of thing. It's so you're hyper analytical. Big time. Yeah. 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 I'm very, uh, type, type B. Would you, would you, would, were you more introverted when you started than you are now? Yes. Okay. 100%. So type B that opened it. up the sh- shell. Yeah. yeah. I relate. Same yeah. to me. So you are, let me guess. I'm just going to step forward quickly. Do so it. I could guess. You sell information. Yes. There, anyway. 100%. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. all about educating and informing my clients for them to make the best decision. That's Perfect. My Informational based sales yeah. tactics. Yeah. By Eli Murphy's. <laughs> it's a great thing. A, I love it. I love it. I, so we'll backtrack again yeah. to where you started. So you you are now sort of this learning machine and and you you've done your you sort of your sphere, your friends and family, yeah. your sphere. Yeah. Then what stepped you out of that circle? Like what what hap- what, what was one of the contrib- contributors to growing your business because you know my mentor yeah. Malcolm Hasman, right. he said he he said on he said, you know, I'm on my podcast, he goes there's two types of business. There's real business yeah. and fake business. Fake business is family and friends. Real business is, is having somebody choose you over somebody else and you don't even know them. Yeah, exactly. So what I found, so it took me about a year and a half and this was kind of, and once I started committing, I was like, okay, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to be as professional and as educated as a, as a agent I can. Like I'm new. So to cover up for me being new, maybe people not having confidence in me, I was like, I'm going to know what I'm talking about. So at open houses or somebody would, you know, call in, you're doing floor duty or whatever, all those kind of right. things. And you start getting out there with your buyers, right? Listings don't come right away. It's with the buyers. 
you come to those showings as prepared as possible. So I remember when we first started looking, we found our first agent. It ended up not being our first agent, but found him in the mall, right? We didn't know what we were doing. Like kiosk. Yeah, I was like yeah. 23 years old, walked in, found this guy, but we walked to our first showing, met him at a first show. He was 15 minutes late, asked him a few questions. He didn't know a thing about anything. About oh, that. no. Didn't know the bedroom, square footage. So when I left, I was like, yeah, I don't know anything about real estate, but he didn't know a question I had for him. So I took that. Every, I take something from everything. So I took that, and I was like, I'm going to go show these, these people whatever it is, four condos. I'm going to know every sale in that building for the last six months, square footage differences, why, like, exposure differences, why that sold for, you know, and then I'd come and I'd bring it to them. And then they would be, and then I just found through that, they found that even though, okay, this guy's new, he's young, he knows what he's talking about. And then yeah. they have more trust. Right. Wow. That's great. So, so, so you've taken, you take a lot of, you take a lot of uh, knowledge from, from lessons you've learned from other experiences, yes. right? Yeah. And you, and you, comp- you compound that with learning, you know, figuring out your own style of selling, right. yeah. and which is a knowledge-based sales approach. Yeah. And uh, that's how you really, you know, that's how, where you found your, your zone in yeah. real estate sales. Yeah. yeah, for sure. That mixed with relationship building. And I know right. it's, it's kind of cliche, but it's true. I feel that my whole business, anytime I meet a buyer or seller, whatever it is, first thing I say is, the reason why I feel where we're at is I build relationships with clients. So it's realtor for life, not realtor for the deal. Right. And that mixed with education, they know that I'm looking out for them in the end. And I will say, I told clients, we've walked from deals because I was like, you know what? I don't think this is going to work for you. This yeah. doesn't fit your plan. Yeah. Right? Like, this isn't going to work. We'll find you something else. And I, I've actually picked up clients because they say, you know, you know, we appreciate what you said to your client when you were buying our house, for example, or they just appreciate that honesty because they know. So right. that's kind of the way I work it. Like there's, right. you think of the big picture. Don't think of the now. Yeah. Think of the long term. That's what you yeah. Do. Yeah. And you, and you, and you come from a good family. Yeah. Yeah. And a successful family. Yeah. And, and it's hard to, you know, I, I look at, I look at real estate realtors. It's very few people who come from successful families that are very successful themselves in real estate because they can't find that drive. That's right. Right. So that we're, so where does your motivation so come from? That, you know, that's a good question. That's, that's great because you hit on something for me. So my whole life, you know, like my, my dad and my uncles, we started a, a family business, a restaurant. Mm-hmm. That. So growing up though, and I kind of mix this with being like, you know, I was also a fat kid when I was growing up. Right? Okay. Like yeah, yeah. So, but I use these as fuel. So, my mindset as, as I was growing up was, especially when I started getting to acknowledge things going on around me, I was like, you know what? The restaurant is not going to be a fallback for me. I'm going to do this on my own. I need to not prove to people, like prove a point, like getting back at somebody, but just prove that I can do this on my own. I don't need, if push came to shove, I don't need my family's support or financial backing in mm-hmm. order to create a living for myself and support my one day, my wife and support my family. So mm-hmm. for me, my drive was, I got to do this on my own. If I don't do this, I'm a failure. Like I did not want to, like, I just wanted to do it on my not, own. No, no sense of self-accomplishment. Yeah. And yeah. what that goes with like the packing comment was I didn't want to go like, Oh, my buddies were on teams. I didn't want to be the old, the chubby kid you right. know, like in a movie or something. They would right. joke about it. I was like, no, I'm going to be a chubby kid, but I'm going to prove that I can still make this team. Right. So was, I got, I'm very, very competitive and a, okay. a big internal drive when it comes to things like that. So that, that's, that was my push. So you, you compete, time. you compete against yourself a lot, yeah. right? Yeah, you push yourself. Exactly. So your, your, so, so your inner motivation is, is, is self-created. 
100%. So, so you're, you're just showing, proving to yourself, not showing anybody else, but proving to yourself you can do it. True. I don't, ex- that, exactly. I'm very, build my own confidence, but not a cockiness. My whole yeah. lifestyle, through spoilers, is like, build your own self-confidence and that will shine through, but don't be cocky. Don't ever be cocky. Just do it quietly behind the scenes and it'll pay off in the end. So showing a sense of humility exactly. while you're being successful. That's yeah, a great, exactly. that's a great, that's, that's how it should be. It's an authentic way of approaching yeah. Yeah. The, any business, really. Yeah, true. Um, so have you have you had any low points in the business? Or has it been? <sighs> Not, well, it, I wouldn't say fortunate. It wasn't really a low point. It's more of a turning point, I guess, for me was, like I said, competitive guy. Um, but a year and a half in, no, and I'm just kind of kicking the tires a bit, right? And I'm starting to go to these little functions. Because what do you do as a realtor? You go to functions, you schmooze, you drink, mm-hmm. you know. But I'm going there and I didn't, you know, people and meeting people I haven't seen for a while, they're like, oh, well, you're a realtor. You know, it was more like I almost felt embarrassed because, mm. you know, I wasn't a realtor yet. I was, oh, you sell real estate? Oh, you're, I didn't know you're a realtor. And I didn't like that. Like, it was almost like a dis, I was disrespecting business, but I was also kind of felt disrespected, but that was because I was doing it to myself. So it was kind of like, you know what, I'm going to go all in. I'm done of just being on the periphery here. I'm gonna jump. I'm gonna dive in, and I'm gonna I'm gonna turn myself yeah. into a 100% professional realtor and like do this my way. Like, because I was so skeptical about that, you know, cheesy realtor salesman right. kind of like. I didn't want to be. Yeah. I didn't want to be that guy that. Oh, here comes the realtor again. Let's stop talking. You know, I didn't want to go in. I didn't want to ruin who I was. I didn't want to ruin my relation my relationships. Right. I didn't want to be that guy. That, oh, you like the realtors here? Like, let's just go. I don't want to talk. You know. So I, I was, I was gonna do it my way. So that was kind of the, the turning point. But a year and a half in, I was going to these things, and nobody really knew what I, what I was doing. I was like, you know what? This is embarrassing. Why am I doing this? Like, I gotta either stop, or just go all in. And it was right. Just go all in, but in my own way, which was good. Right? So you were kind of in your mind because you weren't all in. You're sort of you know cheating yourself. You're yeah. almost fake. You're faking it. Yeah, you're pretend, much. You're playing pretend rather than yeah. when you actually make it into a, a real business. Exactly. I see that a lot in this, and it's nothing. You know, it's very normal. Yeah. To do that when yeah. you're when you start, I see a lot in this business for any new realtors, you know, listening. There's a point when you have to just go all in and take the plunge yeah. Yeah. rather than do it as a part time job because you're going to get part time results. Exactly. Right. One hundred percent. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, and um, so then. So what motivates you every day now? So you're 12 years in, you're doing, you know, you're, you're doing that 80 to 100 ends a year. Yeah. Um, that's, a, that's, a, that's a marathon of yeah. deals, right? That's a deal, you know, every three and a half days, yeah. right? Yeah. So, what's, so what, what motivates you to keep on doing it? And it can't just be the money because, of, no. because money is not the motivator in this business. No, exactly. And you know yeah. what? It's funny. Like, obviously, we, we work because we need to get paid and support ourselves. But it's not, it's, it's not the money. It's almost like the accomplishment feeling like I said very competitive it's like one of those things that I'm doing this because I've been doing it I gotta keep doing it and I see people that I have friendly competitions with doing it I'm like no no I'm gonna keep up I'm not gonna get complacent and sent back if you're right if you set yourself to a certain standard I gotta keep my standard there because it's also cheating my clients my business if they see all of a sudden well, I'm not doing the best for them why not just because yeah okay whatever I've made this much this year whatever no no, no. you gotta keep up you gotta keep supporting right. that that mixed with on it this changed big for me about nine years my kids i've got three kids under nine the minute my daughter was born my first i swear the the business i 
the kids just created success. Like, so between being competitive, yeah, for my own, but just so I know that I'll always be able to support them. So that's my biggest thing. And you know what? My number one is being a dad. Should be number two is a husband. And I joke with my wife. I know I got to be more husbandy as well as as much as a daddy and then business. She's more wife than, or more mother than wife. <laughs> yeah. I it works both ways. Wife, it works else, both ways. Yeah. yeah. We've been together 17 years, but I got to make sure I <laughs> more keep, wife, gotta yeah. keep working at it, right? Yeah. So, and then business. So being competitive, being a family man are my biggest driving factors still. And that's what gets me going every day. That's great. Wow. That's fantastic. And so then you, so as you grow your business, you're going to hit these plateaus, yeah. right? And you're going to adjust and, and then grow. Yeah. Um, you know, 12 years in and you're still, you're still, what stops you from plateauing forever? Because this is, a, this is the time, this is usually when you would start plateauing yeah, the bell curve. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know what? I think what I do every kind of, you know, you kind of get those low, those lows throughout the year, right? Like, you know, people come back from August and there's like a week low. Right. Or beginning of January is a week low. Those are the times I take. This business is dynamic. You gotta be. You gotta change with it, right? So you've got to. So what I do is when, whenever we've got like a, a quiet week or something like that, I really focus on the next six months, the next year. Right. And what do we got to do to stay competitive? What do we got to do to keep retaining business, keep earning business, and just there's always another high. Like, and you got to kind of push your your levels a little bit. So I think my drive it, or to answer your question, I think that's what it is. It's just it's consistently trying to change adapt and do better than before right always try to whatever that is and just work on your business because yeah you sometimes you're just running the whole time you're just sprinting you're running right you, there's no time to breathe and you're like oh my god like i'm drowning here but you gotta work on that business and behind the scenes so you can keep running right you gotta keep yeah. pushing that. And i don't want to get into your secret your secret sauce but for a lot of a lot of young realtors listen yeah. to this podcast um you know what are what are types of practices that you do types of routines that you do or, or, or different ways to build your business yeah. maybe even um you know the, the basics that yeah. you just never stop doing that create more success for you you know what it's, it's there's a couple of things i find to do and you know right off the hop i go to the office every day I drop my kids Show off at up. school and i am at the office every day even if i got appointments or not i'll go there because if like if it's quiet, you know, I start I start working on my 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 next few months. I start working on the leads. And one thing I did from the start, and I remember one older realtor. He's kind of making fun of a guy who did this. He's like, you know, I was sitting beside this young guy, and he was he was kind of like making lists of where his next business is going to come from. And I said that, and to my mind, I was like, that's a great idea. So I will sit there still to this day, and I'll write down any lead I've got. I won't cross them off until they've actually become a listing, until they become a client, until they sold. Like. Like say I got a list. Right. I got a list of listing yep. potentials coming up, um, and I will go through that. Say it's, I haven't heard from somebody for a month or so. I'll just follow up. Hey Joe, you know it's been a while. I'm just seeing if you anything just else. Just an email or a text. Just an email or text. However you know they like to communicate, and just cont continually follow up, touch base, stay relevant, and stay with them. Right. Because they will move on if you're not consistently working with them. Yep. Like if you're not touching base, and it's funny. Like I was just doing this the other day. I've got. You know, page of listings, potential listings, check marks beside what's listed, you know, cross off with a big check that's sold. If you didn't get the listing, I still do not cross them off. They are not crossed off until that house is sold. Right. Because I've had people come back later, right? It is not a done deal. So I do that. I also don't really visualize, but you also kind of, 
visualizing the kind of achieves these sense of you know, it's also though yeah you got to look where's my next business going to come from and i did this right away when i was young any any lead i got just from a just a number at an open house or just a phone number yeah or somebody who touched base asked something i wrote them down you know joe smith april 23rd whatever talked to them may 15th sent them something in october and i kept them in the back of my mind always and i just kept creating these lists where's my next business going to come from i'd create another list okay you know i'm active in soccer right Maybe somebody from my soccer team, or maybe somebody from here. So right. Like, right. And just constantly visualizing, constantly working and picturing where it's going to come from, right? No matter what you like to do, stay true to who you are, but whatever you like to do, use that. Use that to your potential. Honestly, Brian, Brian Serrano says it I've all the time follow up. Follow right. Follow up, follow right. up, follow up. Do not, yeah. do not disappear. Yeah. Funny, funny story, actually, quick side note. I was just showing one of my listings today. I got to be there for the listing. And then the eight buyer was there with her, the buyer's client. And I heard her whisper to her client. She's like, oh, I actually sold this to these sellers like 20 years ago. I guess I didn't follow up with them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. I just I laughed to myself, right? Because she, and then I texted my client. She's like, oh my God, that was my our old realtor. But she didn't Never follow up. Never follow up. Never just Christmas card. Whatever it is. Just keep, keep active, right? Just keep, yeah. yeah. And they'll either use you again or yeah. they'll refer their friends to you exactly. just, just be top of mind exactly. right just be yeah. top of mind exactly no that's great that's that's great advice um let's see here so where do we go from there that's that's good stuff and um are you are you using new technologies in your business now that you didn't use 12 years ago or the tech are you, are you finding that you're um, or is it sort of old school type of networking um or a combination of both uh, what's no not really technology i just I like it. I'll bring it in for a little bit. I'll try to do new, you know, um, just ways to keep things organized. But then I just find ways to talk to my assistant and things like that. But then it just, I find it's just too much, right? right? So I'm very visual. I write everything down in regards to like um, deals done, what's going on, categorizing. Leads. Right. So I write everything down. Like I have my calendar, my phone. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, um, that's the way I just keep up on it. It's 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 kind of just funny. write it all down in in a paper in, on paper. Yeah, usually on paper, sticky notes. I got like ten sticky notes from recycling a day, just to dos once a week, every week, July sixteenth, two thousand nineteen. What's my to do list? Right, you write down the twenty things you got, and it's going to get added to every day. Right? Yeah, you get yeah. an accepted offer. All right, you got your to do emails, you got to do deals, you got to get stuff going. Yeah, um, yeah, that's this is the way, and you, and just stay organized. That's a big thing I find in this business. Right. Especially when Mark was crazy a couple of years yeah. ago, right? Like you couldn't go you drop the ball easily, right? Like and uh, and especially when you're treating your clients at a certain professional level, you didn't want to drop the ball, right? Like no. so, keeping organized. Oh man, I forgot to check the the covenants off the title, or I didn't look up that one thing on the PDS for them, like I told them. You know, you didn't right. want to do that. That's no, a huge deal, right? right? So, just staying organized, keeping your to do lists constantly going. So you're so what you're saying is you you write down how you're going to get your business. You're creating affirmations there, right? Yeah. You're doing a lot of attraction, creating affirmations, and then so that's like the woo-woo stuff, yeah. Which it works, yeah. It works very very well, and then um, and then you and then you're you're writing down those leads, and you're never ever ever giving up until they basically say we they use no. somebody else, yeah. Even though, and even then you're not giving up no. until you see no. that transaction or they tell you to, yeah. And I won't reach out like no and big. You know, I'll follow up if you know you didn't get like take everything as a learning lesson, right? Like if you didn't 
when you get a listing, no big deal, right? Just write, take it as a learning step. Call, I, right. I always, I'll follow up and I'll be like, hey, hey, Joanne, you know, good luck, all the best of luck, you know, because they'll tell you. Can I ask if you don't mind, like, what what should I do? What what do you think that I should do better? Why didn't right. you hire me? Just right. take it. And the, honestly, 90% of the people will respond. They will oh, give yeah. you positive feedback and or negative, whatever it is. And take it and use it. Don't take offense to yeah, it. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Don't let the ego... Don't let the ego get, get out. Yeah, show up, right? Well, especially with, like, where our market's a lot smaller, right? You know, right. It's, it's everybody knows everybody, right? So it's a very home based, like, it's, it's very, you know, family oriented for the most part. So everybody kind of knows. So you want to make sure you're on everybody's good books. Because say you do yeah. something wrong, it's going to get out there. I, I'm going to tell everybody a secret out here Victoria's not just that. Vancouver's like that. Exactly. Your communities are like that. <laughs> it's like, you know, looking from the outside in, you see, you see big numbers. Yeah. They're all people. Yeah. They all have people. I mean, they have different types of problems sometimes, but end of the day, they just want to have, work with good people that can protect their best interests. Right. That's it. That's okay. right. And, uh, you, know, you know, all that flashy stuff that you see on TV, oh, it, it's not real. Smoke and mirrors. It's all man. smoking and reels. Oh, it's yeah. all smoke and mirrors. That's just for television. <laughs> yeah. You know, thinking that you're going to make millions of bucks um, when you start off into the business. Yeah. You know, there's always that potential, but um, but you don't do it unless you're unless you have the people. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. twelve million dollar listings sell on day one. That's not. That's it doesn't happen often at all. Yeah, <laughs> that's not good. You happen. tell me, you show me where that happens often. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, and that's that's a big thing actually that you said. Though. My, it's be like, you know what? Just be what makes you comfortable in this. Like, don't try to be something different. You know, like, yeah, that's that's a big part of it because that's gonna come through. That's a big part of being real. Yeah, you can be, you can, you can, you can, you don't have to be a shark to swim with sharks. No, no, you don't. You no. just be yourself. Yeah, 100%. And people will respect you. Yeah. Even the sharks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, as we close up here, so I ask every guest this question. The question is, what single piece of advice would you give your younger self on day one when starting your business right. in real estate? couple, I guess, you know what, it'd be... Give us two. Kind of goes with what you just said. So what we were just talking. So kind of a have no fears, but b be yourself. There's a realtor for everybody out there, right? There is. There's so many different personalities out there. Right. But what I mean though too is, like I was afraid, right? I was afraid to go in because I didn't want to be. But be true to who you are, and I found that's coming up a lot in my business over yeah. years. Um, because if you're not genuine, honestly, it comes up, and if you know, if you if you're going in there trying to be somebody else, something you think you have to be, and you saw, you think these other producers are doing, it comes through. They're like, man, if this guy doesn't even know who he is, how's he going to handle us, right? Like, how's he even going? How do we even know that he's genuine to his job when he's performing for us, right? Like, stick to who you are. You know, sometimes you're going to be uncomfortable doing things that are mm-hmm. uncomfortable. No problem. Like, it is what it is. But you gotta. It comes through. It shines through to the end, right? And I've had a couple. People I know, you know, and they said, like, I had a couple frustrating weeks. And one, actually, a, a girl, who was, a lady who was working with me, she goes, you know what, Eli? S- stay true to who you are. That's, that's all that matters. Because like, you, you just got all this external noise sometimes. And it, it, it just, be who it is, right? If you're if you're a door knocker, be a door knocker, right? Whatever. Whatever is comfortable. Whatever. Like, you know, if you're a cold caller, be a cold caller. Like, just whatever you do, it will come through and just stick yeah. with it. The, the one thing with that, though, if you can master that skill set, yeah. that mindset is fantastic. Yeah. But don't let fear mask that comfort. Exactly. If fear and, st- and holding back yeah. for, for your true potential, yeah. you might 
it might feel comfortable, but it's not. And yeah. you will recognize that as yeah. well. That's just being unwillingness to move forward. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly. Yeah. Just, just be who you are. Don't worry about it. You don't have to be the realtor that's on TV. You don't have to be the realtor that right. is. You don't have to be that realtor. Be yourself, right? Like, that's what people want. They want differences. They don't want everybody who's the same person. Yeah. You know? Like, like for example, I was joking with you. I was showing very expensive properties the other day dressed like this. Right? And my clients don't care. They're yeah. like, you know, like I could be not saying like I don't dress up super nice sometimes, you know, but if it's hot out, I just straight up said, listen, it's the middle of summer. I am, I, I am, I run hot. I am, yeah. I, I, I'm going to be sitting with you for three hours. You don't, you don't want me sweating. No, right? And they're <laughs> laughing. They're like, no, this is great. We love this, right? Like it's still professional. You're dressed yeah. nice, but you're not, you know, wearing holes and things like that. But right. So people appreciate that. They, they really see it. And, and I think that's a big part of this business is yeah. be wholesome, be confident, not cocky, and just be who you are. And really, yeah. And be a professional. You've got to be a professional. Yeah. Yeah. And there's one last thing before we, we finish this interview. I just want to mention one a conversation we had before we started talking about growing our businesses. Yeah. And when you reach an, like an elite level, 80 to 100 ends, like how do you grow your business without, you know, you know doing, you know, out with the double the output to make half you know, half the business right. more, right? Yeah. Kill yourself. And it is for the people who are building their business and are figuring out, you know, do 80 to 100 ends a year. You know, it's a it's an average uh, price per deal. Yeah. That's how you do it. So, you know, if you're averaging 900,000 and you're making, and, and now you're at 1.1, well, you've increased your, your income by 20% yeah. in with the same amount of energy and time. Exactly. And that's the key to growing your business yeah. at those levels. And you know, or else what? you're going to kill yourself trying to do 120 deals. Oh, exactly. It's too much. Like that yeah. was unsustainable. Those few years where you're doing over hundred deals and it's just, it was literally, especially in life because work life is huge. Right. God is stick with your work life balance to a degree as well. But when you're young and you're working, you got to do it. But that is a big, big key to it. It's just, you can't, you can't go at that level all the time, but as a starting agent, the young realtors here, like I know some other agents, you know, stick to if you like luxury, stick to luxury. Yeah. You know, when you're starting off, that's not the norm, right? No. Like, do do everything and become a become like a a master, not a master at all, but know educate yourself in all realms of the market. You yes. never know where you're gonna end up. No. Like, you don't know. Constantly be a student of the business. Because learn. don't ever think that you're above the business. No, Constantly learn. learn. I've got to. Quick, quick story, quick. I've told my real estate yeah, yeah, yeah. and I think I, I think this is a huge story and a young agent's got to know this. Perfect. I had good clients in the bottom of met them. They wanted to see one of my listings. You know, didn't like it, but I just stayed in touch with them. They finally called me and said, hey, you know, we're thinking of selling our place. Sold, sold their place for them, which was great. You know, so about six months later, they said, hey, you know, I, you know they texted me. My dad, their house was at the time was worth like 900 grand. Or right. Right. My dad, he comes out here to visit, um, you know, he, he usually stays downtown, but they don't let him smoke in the hotel. Right? So he's like, right. he just wants to buy a small mobile home because right. he can do what he wants. Like, yeah, I know, I know what that's. I was like, I've never sold one before, but sure, whatever, right? So yeah. I remember even going there and I, we walked in, their dad wasn't even here, but I walked in with my clients, I was like, well, I don't know, like, you know, like, here it is, kind of thing, right? Look left, look right. Right, and then we're done. <laughs> it was small, it was super, it was like 50 grand something ridiculously yeah. small right did the deal for him just because it's for them right it's right. all about those relationships you got to work those relationships because you never know where they're, where they're going to go so what happened a year later I get a call from her no, not even a year later maybe a year later she said hey you know they're giving my dad problems 
want to change the thing. He's sick of it. He wants to look at this property. I had no clue, like, where his financial mm-hmm. budget was. $5 million property. No kidding. It went from a $50,000 property. Obviously, it was worth upwards to the biggest deal at the time. The right. Biggest deal, right? It was crazy. Right. But it was, if I would have passed that buyer on and been like, you know what? I don't do that. I'm too good for that. My ego's too big for that. They might have called Joanne Smith to help them buy the trailer and be like, hey, Joanne, because that was the last person they dealt with. My dad wants to buy this property. Can you help me? And then boom. And now since then, my clients have bought like two or three other properties with me. We've got a great, they're amazing clients. And that I think is huge. Like don't ever think you're too, No. don't let your ego get in the way. Like obviously no. as you grow, your business yeah. grows, you start going towards and you just, your, your market, your clientele changes, right? right. It is, you don't do it on purpose. It just happens. But don't, when you're, when you're young, I know like it's, you want to do this or do that, but do everything, like You're, work at everything, right? Become and become as smart as you can because people look at you as a professional. They're going to ask you, right? Like, what, you know, your opinion, what is this worth? What should right. I do? What a, be that answer for them. So your, your level of service is who you are and what your brand is and what you, the value you bring to the world. 100%. It's, and it doesn't change from the $50,000 mobile park purchaser to the $5 million purchaser. Yeah. And you never know because that could be the same person. Exactly. That's exactly. You and never think, know. Yeah, I, I, I think that's sort of great for young people to learn, right? Like, Perfect. Just, you just never know. Eli, thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, um, so where can people find you on social media and online? Like uh, Instagram, we're mostly on that. It's, uh, is Mavrikos Collective. So my last name, M-A-V-R-I-K-O-S Collective. Yeah. That's our brand that we do. And then um, Facebook, I think our business page is Eli Mavrikos Collective or whatever. Yeah, uh, but usually it's Instagram, and then my website is just mavericoscollective.com. Okay, I'll have all those links in the bio of this uh, this episode. And Eli, thank you so much for your time. Appreciate it. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I look forward to just going to Victoria and hanging out and, yeah, and have a pint. Have a pint for sure. <laughs> Take care, everybody. Thanks, Thanks for listening once again. <laughs>